You just gotta decide as soon as you see the piece. It's just called being a good Tetris player, not a bad one. <laughs> hey, what's up? How's it going? Welcome back to this week's episode of the Mo Video Games Podcast, where we talk about all the good games, and more specifically, not Tetris. I have no idea why we were talking about Tetris. Actually, I totally do, but I don't want to spoil it for you, because that's what the juice is all about. Not getting spoiled. You know, sugar just doesn't really spoil very quickly, and that's why we love juice at the House of Juice. Either way, we've got some great matchups, Ocarina Time versus God of War, and Skyrim versus God of War, so I guess we'll have to see who's the god of these matchups. Oh my god. That's too fucking funny. So please enjoy this week's episode. Boom! How's it going, Maxwell? Oh, you know it's going good when i am got a nice upshot looking up my nose. You know, that's uh, it, a... Yeah. There's only one way to do it. Ooh, but, okay. uh, yeah. Yeah, how's it, how's, it, how's, it, how's, it, how's it really going, though? Other than your nose, your nostril, um, your nosado. In a in a new location, um, as we hinted at before, um, my full time job, aside from my full time job in the house of juice, um, has, <laughs> has taken me out of uh, my place of home that I call home, and I'm here. Um, this <laughs> in is a great hotel. explanation. Yeah. So if the internet connection is poo poo, blame Marriott. And if it's not poo-poo, blame Marriott. Um, so actually, don't blame Marriott. I mean, it's a hotel. They can only do so much. It's probably my fault. But uh, my my normal webcam where it'd be hooked up direct sauce to the computer is now me calling in separately on my phone and going on this. So the connection is kind of grainy. Um, but I tried using my laptop webcam. And Oliver can attest, uh, it looked like my soul was eaten. <laughs> it was gone. It, I was, was w- it, it was a look. It was a vibe. It was something. It wasn't good. It wasn't a good whatever it was. Yeah. It was bad, some might say. Yeah. But some. Not all. Some. Not all. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, uh, we here. We live in that, that life. And uh, that life is good. So. Yep. <laughs> well, that's it. Well, uh, we're done with the podcast for this week, so yeah. You know, it's this it, new location throwing me off. Normally, Oliver is the one who's all over the place. Now it's me. I don't know how to handle it. Oliver's a pro by now, so. <laughs> Stanky I hope face. Summers aren't always like this because I feel like all 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 my homies have been super busy this summer, and it's been all over the place. And my summer has been fucking crazy, too. And it's just like trying to manage weekly things with life that seems like not much is happening. But then it's like there's conflicts literally all the fucking time. So clearly shit's happening. It gets you after a while, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I wonder how much of it is a product of the country kind of opening back up too. Um like everyone making up for lost time. Like there's a lot of trips and travel of people going to see people they haven't seen in forever um i mean for work i mean obviously i would not have traveled before things opened back up and got vaccinated and all that kind of stuff so that certainly plays a role and then me going back to school at the same time is like i we have like this group simulation going on this week which is super cool um but it's like we're like running a plant for a week straight um every hour is a day in the plant and uh so we're, i'm like constantly monitoring it. our group members are monitoring it and doing that so yeah 
shit busy, but shit fun. So as long as you're having fun, that's all that matters, right? Exactly. Choose a job you love and you never work a day in your life, which is bullshit because you're still at work. (laughs) (laughs) No no one likes work. As soon as you slap the work word on it, automatically reduced by fun like 20%. (laughs) Boo. Um, I mean, honestly, though, it do be kind of how it be. Also, what's up, MH Book Lover? Thanks for tuning in. See, this is why we need to be on multiple platforms. Oh, are are you are you streaming to your your I'm your Stro Daddy? On my Twitch. Ooh, yeah, nice. I mean, we should really just make a Mo Video Games Twitch, but I figured for right now, we'll, we'll get the word the out through you. Yeah. You've got the audience, so. Oh, I got I got the audience. We know all of them personally, but we got the audience. That do we. <laughs> Um, yeah, so you got any tech news? Well, I guess I watched the Drive Atar thing. If I'm gonna be really honest, I don't have much to say about it. It was very cool. That's like, I have, like, I enjoyed watching the video, but if, like, in terms of like insight, nah, not much to say. Well, so uh, I didn't, I didn't necessarily anticipate like a full in depth hour long breakdown of a 20 minute video of someone who doesn't have expertise in it. Um, but I was curious, just I, I know you've taken some machine learning classes, um, neural network stuff, like just kind of the stuff that was discussed in the video. Did it seem legit and make sense um, overall? Like, did you see any glaring omissions or mistakes kind of about what was being discussed in the video? And I guess for the, the listeners, the viewers, um, a couple of weeks ago, we teased talking about Drivatar AI um, and machine learning neural networks in Forza, in the Forza series overall. Um, and there's a video on it that um, we've now both watched. So that's what we're discussing. But yeah. Yeah. But, uh, AI and gaming is the channel. If you just Google Forza Drivatar AI, it's like the top result. Okay. I'll drop and a link in the description too. Yeah, we can um, do that. But I figure we should be. In case, in case someone's listening, we should be more concrete on what the video is because there's multiple <laughs> videos. I had to go back through your text to make sure I was watching the right one. Um, I mean, it did seem legit. I definitely have never done anything with like the Bayesian neural network was pretty interesting. I know I've heard about it in class, but we definitely never applied it. I can tell you that because um, who cares? <laughs> um, but, the, but the neural net totally makes sense. I was kind of surprised with how limited in scope it seemed like it was initially i mean i guess it's just the time of the implementation but like i mean the way that neural nets are always yeah it's like right you have an array of your inputs and then there's just like mysterious functions that are slowly being solved through like back propagation or whatever the neural net does honestly i think knowing how it works is less important than just using it correctly um and then it just goes to a set of outputs but i was surprised with how like yeah finite state they could seemingly only represent like very concrete states and the initial um, neural net is kind of what they were saying. And they weren't just generically modeling it off of like by the end, then they had like a set of turns, right? You know, they had like what, like 12 turns or 20 turns or something like that, that like they represented as their states for turns. And then they could dynamically apply that to like a real map. But it seemed like with where they were at already, I'm surprised that step wasn't being taken, but obviously the field's growing really quickly. So maybe it was more just a matter of like what was being done at the time and how much time they're actually going to spend working on it since. Well, is Forza made by Microsoft? Who's Forza made by? So the, the AI is from Microsoft. Yeah. So the company, the, the developer of the original Forza Motorsport series um, and Forza overall is Turn 10 Studios. Um, and then 
For the Forza Horizon games, Playground Games is another development studio that takes kind of the framework of physics and handling and everything that Turn 10 did and then creates Forza Horizon out of it. So it makes everything a little bit more arcadey, um, creates their own world for Forza Horizon, the big open world that you see um, and does all of that. So Turn 10 is kind of the overarching like creator of Forza and then Playground Games does the Horizon series in conjunction with Turn 10 Studios. So, and that they're all owned by Microsoft. They're the Microsoft first party studios. So, okay. Yeah. I was a little surprised. I didn't know the relationship. So, I was surprised hearing that they were using micro AI, Microsoft AI. Probably little, should little, say little micro baby. AI. Someone's going to get confused. <laughs> yeah. Little, little baby AI. Um, but yeah. So, I was a little disappointed when they didn't. I felt like they could have tried going in. I don't know. Maybe they covered all the details or they felt they did in that first part before they talked about. They like talked about the sauce and then they were like, and then this big change happened. And then they talked about the change, but then they didn't like go over the sauce again, which I feel like revisiting the sauce with the change and like, you know, put the whole picture back together. Don't just like paint the picture and then like throw salt at it and be like, this is what happened. <laughs> um but either way, yeah, no, it was cool. And it's, it seems everything that they said seemed legit. The neural net's definitely a very, like, yeah, seemingly good idea of how you're going to implement it. But again, my, my ML is pretty garbo. So if anyone is like an ML expert, they're probably going to be squirting their eyeballs out. We, we got a lot of Canadians on the channel that uh, are ML experts. So I know it made me just realize I need to take another course on it because I can implementations one thing really understanding the deets is a whole 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 different issue so and it's really cool and so we've been kind of discussing very high level our thoughts on this video that most of you probably haven't seen so a little bit of background the forza racing series uh i don't remember the first game it was implemented but it was a while ago they implemented what they call drive avatar so it's essentially when you are driving in the game the game is using machine learning neural networks to map the decisions you make given a certain set of inputs. So if in this particular scenario, you brake hard or you turn a certain way, et cetera, it's learning your preferences and it starts getting more and more advanced as they progress in the games like it's then by car by car basis um car to track so if you've been on a track with a particular car before and that car class is allowed the game um will then choose that for you and the whole point behind the the drive guitars is when you are offline oh my my internet's just it just pooped out it was like we're not doing video anymore um but the uh, essentially when you're playing offline, the, the drive avatar, your drive avatar will be in other people's games. So it will seem like you are actually playing in that game. So if you have friends, so like when Oliver and I played through a lot of Forza Horizon 4 together, and when I would play offline or um, do races offline, his drive avatar would be in my races. So I would see his name above the car and it would theoretically drive like Oliver would drive in those races, which meant that 99% of the time the Pugie was in the race. <laughs> um, I'm a little which is... pissed though that they got rid of, I understand they had the section where they were talking about like user experience and uh... <laughs> well, there we go. Okay. <laughs> Everyone got a little view of my hotel room there for a second, but um, they were talking about how like to make sure that the user experience is still good, that they got rid of like, you know, just crashing in the other cars. I, 
if they didn't get rid of that, my Pugo would have been going ham nation. <laughs> I just want, I wish I could have heard about the little Pugi boy. Just, I mean, I loved playing bumper cars when I was playing Forza, especially when I'm driving against AI. I'm just like, if you're in my way, fuck you, dude. I'm driving the Pugi boy. I'm the winner. So. Yeah, and the, the Pugi's got that nice, like, scoop on it, too. It's like just scooping up other cars. It's perfect. Uh, P- Pugi being our uh, loving nickname for a Peugeot, like, old rally car that was Oliver's favorite to use in the game, so. By far. Without a question. Without a, sh- a shoot of a do in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, so that that was the Forza Drivatar AI um, kind of discussion. Like I said, in, on YouTube, I will link the video in the description below. So if you're listening to this on podcast services, head over to the YouTube, just check it out. You can find it or search like Oliver was mentioning um, before uh, to, to find the video and, and just learn about it. Do your own research, too. It's just kind of cool uh, what they implemented there. So, yeah. And MH Book Lover said we're big fans of Forza Mo Video Games podcast, which it's good that we finally got the message out. The good word for it's a horizon yes. for being the goat of all goats. We are big it's fans. Out of my bracket. Yeah, it's still in my bracket though. So <laughs> I feel I I haven't had too many regrets about getting rid of Forza. I'm happy with its placement. I think top eight, top eight is very fair, but it is certainly not an Oliver Oliver game by nature. By nurture, it has become one. <laughs> But innately, no, that was not the path. My my natural my natural path through the universe was not destined to run in the gaming racing games. That's a great way Until to put Maxwell that. Maxwell bless my life. Yeah. Um. So, staying in the Forza genre. Well, actually, just staying in Forza. Um. So, Forza Horizon Five is coming out this November, I believe. And they've been doing like every couple weeks, they're doing like a deep dive into some technical aspect of the game kind of leading up to it. And one of the ones I watched, I think it was a couple weeks ago now, uh, but they did a deep dive into the lighting and the sky capture behind the game. So in Forza, they started in Forza Horizon 3, um, their their sky capture. And there I go again. I'm sure I'll reconnect. But um, they, they go out with this- me. Thank you. I know. Yeah, check that out. If it out. means anything to you, I'm just saying your video's coming in fine. I'm assuming it's your video that's freezing when you say, there I go. Yeah, it, it like disappears and then it'll come back. So what the viewers are seeing will be disappearing and then coming back. But Well, my viewers are getting the full-fledged Maxwell experience through and through, baby. <laughs> well, head over to Twitch for a better experience is all I'm hearing. But um, they, they go out <laughs> with these huge camera rigs to actually... So Forza Horizon 3 took place in Australia. Forza Horizon 4 took place in Great Britain. Forza Horizon 5 will be in Mexico. So they take these huge camera rigs out and they capture tons and tons of data. So, for example, um, for this particular, uh, for, for Mexico going down, they would, I think they captured, and they're capturing images, not video files. Um, I think it's 12 ter or not 12 terabyte, 12 megapixel, um, not 12 megapixel. What what word what am I looking for? What's I have a, no idea what a, the fuck you're going for. Oh, twelve K. There we go. I was like, there's something there. They're, they're capturing twelve K footage of the sky with each but image. But not footage. But not not video it's footage. It's pictures. Yeah. 
but it's 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 fast. They're doing like fast pictures um, to and to kind of do say like a fast time pictures lapse. Are a video. <laughs> Uh, yeah at what point at what point does the frame rate change over from many pictures to video that's a real question let us know in the comments right it's got to just be a file file format thing like certain file formats right you're never gonna say like a jpeg is a movie for for sure but but let's say like i'm curious like what frame rate is the cutoff like what do you our canadian viewers view as the cutoff from it being video to fast pictures (laughs) that's what i want to know um I still think it's not frame rate dependent. I think it's frame rate independent. I think if you no, have no, a I, one, I, a point zero zero one frame rate like per second, you know, frames per second, there you go, not frame rate per second, because a rate per second is <laughs> not going That's there. acceleration, baby. <laughs> frame acceleration, there we go. Uh, yeah, I don't know. But it is weird, because, yeah, if you were, I mean, if you were just in, like, Windows, the picture viewer, and then just, like, hammered the right key as fast as humanly possible, seems like a movie to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, either way, so they're taking 12K <laughs> pictures, um, and they end up with 75 terabytes of photos um, of the sky. And then they use this, and they, they stitch it together to create realistic like actual sky capture and it looks absolutely incredible i recommend you go i'll try and find uh, another video to link in the description below but it's i think it's the forza youtube series um and they're going through it. you should be able to go to the forza youtube and, and see the the sky capture um images but what they had is so based on the time of day and the season and the the weather that's going on in Forza Horizon 4, there would be different presets that, that would happen in the sky. And so in Forza Horizon 4, there were 300 different skies depending on the different circumstances. But in Forza Horizon 5, there's now over 2,000 different skies available, um, which I think is just absolutely incredible. Um, it looks it looks knocking futs is all I'll say. Also, you're laughing at something, so I, I want to know what's going on. <laughs> well, Squidward, one of our lovely viewers, as a Canadian, I think it has something to do with the fact that Maxwell thinks The Last of Us Part Two is a good game. <laughs> and he said, get wrecked. I, I am absolutely shrecked right now. Um, I will not recover. That is um, 75 terabytes just of the sky. I mean, that's pretty clowny. I'm not going to yeah. lie. My computer's got a, I might have two terabytes in here. I don't think so. I think I'm only at like 1.75. Hey, that's not too but shabby. But that's better than nothing, baby. <laughs> um, <laughs> How many terabytes do you have in your home rig, Maxwell, since we're in the tech news section? Uh, 7.5 terabytes. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> so you have like four times as much as I do. Yeah, Actually, I've yeah, got that about right. I've got a five hundred gigabyte boot drive. I've got a one terabyte like extra editing. No, I've got eight terabytes. Yeah, I've got eight terabytes now. Yeah, two. I've got two NVMe sticks that are each a terabyte, and then I've got a two terabyte hard drive and a four terabyte hard drive. Yeah. Which is honestly filling up decently fast with all the video, like YouTube stuff I've been doing and like game capture and everything like that. So it's 
it, when I bought it, it was unwarranted for sure. But now I'm finally <laughs> taking taking advantage of it. Um, but uh, yeah, and then the, the last thing I wanted to, on Forza Horizon Five, they have confirmed that you will finally be able to in free roam when you're driving around put convertible tops up and down by pressing in the left thumbstick. So hallelujah, never before in a Forza game has that been possible. But now it is. That one does not get me the most hype. That one seems superfluous. It is incredibly superfluous, but it makes me very happy. Um, in other big news, um, probably the, the last thing of big news is uh, the new Switch model. Yep. <laughs> About I mean, sums I'm it up. with you. Then it, they called it like the Nintendo Switch OLED version too, right? They didn't even like give it a good name. Who who wants to be like, oh, is that the Switch or is that the Switch OLED version? <laughs> oh, baby. Like, and it's, there's no increase in resolution in the screen or um, output. It's It's the exact same Switch. Just the screen looks maybe a little bit better than it did before. Like maybe oh, some better contrast. that's even more bougie. What yeah. a waste. I'm glad we were, when Maxwell was, you know, brutally beating me to the ground saying you got to buy a Nintendo Switch because that's how our relationship normally goes. Um, <laughs> I was like, man, it's getting close enough. Maybe I should wait for the, you know, like PS4 Pro equivalent, right, to the PS4. And... Every new Switch variant they've released, I have thought was dumber than the last, and this one just continuing the trend. The the fucking one where you can't dock, like you can't take off the controllers, right? So I don't even think you can dock it. Whatever, it's like slightly smaller. Oh yeah, the, the Nintendo Switch Lite. That I, I just <laughs> why it, like the whole cool part of the Switch is you can you know play it like a console and you can play it like a portable. You literally just got rid of the whole shtick. You just released it like a fucking Game Boy XL. I don't even know how else to describe it. Yeah, it's no longer a Nintendo Switch. It's just a Nintendo. It don't yeah, switch no more. <laughs> exactly. They should have they called it the Nintendo Lite. That would have been more appropriate. Yes. <laughs> um, But yeah, no, that was like, between that and the OLED version, I mean, I just don't get... I can see some use cases for the Lite. Right, like I guess maybe if you literally never fucking plan on docking it, and isn't it? I thought it was a little bit cheaper. Um, it is, yeah. It's like instead wrong. of three hundred, I think it's two hundred. Maybe it's two fifty. If it's two fifty, that seems extra bad. Seems but if it's two hundred, that's like that, then you're talking like the three DS territory. Um, but it's playing like console level games. So yeah. in that regard, the saving the money and having like a super powerful handheld. And it's smaller. The the Linus uh, Tech Tips uh, portability test, can it fit in a pocket entirely? And I think he was able to fit the light all the way down his front jean pocket. So, Well, that's uh, because dude pockets are like the fucking whole desert of the the Gobi or Gobi desert, whatever it is. That's the size of dude pockets. And then female <laughs> pockets, like you put like a penny in there and it's fucking maxed out. So I'm, I'm going to call bullshit biasness on the pocket test. Boom. It couldn't fit in my pockets. I can tell you that. MH Book Lover said, ha, pockets must be nice. Exactly my point. Exactly. <laughs> I've been validated. Uh, it's true. But yeah, but so either way, the, the Switch, yeah, the new Switch versions are seem really dumb. I'm disappointed with both. 
I'm excited for the PS5 Pro, though, to get rid of that router with two pieces of paper look, even though that's probably like, what, like three years down the road? Yeah, I, d- I don't envision, more. especially with like the silicone shortage that they've been having and just trying to get them out the door. Xbox has also confirmed that they, well, I don't know if Sony has confirmed this, but Xbox has confirmed they are, there will not be in a new iteration to the series consoles for a while. Um, so yeah, I would, I would bet at least two to three years before we see a, a refresh. Um, I, I could see maybe a slim in like two years ish. I mean, we're already approaching a year of the consoles being on the market. Um, but no but, one's bought it, so it's zero days on the. <laughs> other than a few lucky lucky people. Is at least my understanding. The, I mean, well, it the, sounds like you got really lucky. I, I got super lucky. The, the thing is, a lot of people are buying it, but it's... I mean, they're selling a, a absolute crap ton of consoles, but the thing is, is like the entire 155 million people that own a PS4 want a PS5, but they can't just make 155 million PS5s. So it's like just a small percentage of people. But it's similar to what we're seeing with GPUs, like as demand is getting satisfied, and I mean, crypto miners are another thing, but like eventually the market will settle like the GPU saturate. market is starting to do. Yeah, yeah, and get saturated. So over time, PS5s will get easier to get your grubby little hands on. And I just didn't think that I figured there was more people in the market that were like me who, you know, normally I'm like, it's pretty, it, there's only a few things like on release that I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to fucking buy it the day that it gets out. But I guess even if half the market says that they're going to do that, you still got 75 million people on it in PS5 day one. So I guess it doesn't really solve the issue. <laughs> Yeah, like the, I think the amount they've sold so far is somewhere in the 10 to 15 million market range. So and that's like over this amount of time. So like if only 10 percent of people wanted them, you'd still have to wait months to satisfy all of that. But yeah, they're, yeah. they're going to be a hot commodity for a while. And the, the silicone charge didn't help at all. Like they, they they could probably produce more. I think their goal in 2021 it's either in 2021 or their second year of production is to break the PS2's record for yearly sales, which is somewhere in like the 22 million range, um, something like that. So they're working on it. They're trying. Good luck to them. Yeah, good luck, Sony. If you stop fucking around with the pricing on your games, maybe people will buy some PS5s. Did the... I thought that like Microsoft claimed... I mean, I'm sure this claim is like long century moved, but it was sometime around the last xbox or two xbox ago that they were saying that they're going to release like the final xbox and then from now on it's only going to be modularly upgradable which i mean i love i love how i don't know what what drugs they're smoking but like give me some hey yeah, this is uh we're going to release a pc and uh call it the xbox. Like, a, especially now that you can get all their games on the pc then it's like don't 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 do that why are you doing this? I, I think they are kind of approaching that goal, though, with the this shift to cloud gaming and the fact that they want to get like X cloud on like an Amazon Fire Stick that I keep talking about. Um, I mean, cloud gaming still. It, first of all, not nearly enough people have strong enough Internet to support that. And even I, I have some of the best Internet in the country and it is still laggy AF. Like, it sucks. Cloud gaming, unless you're playing... I, I can't even think of a game where it would be enjoyable, but if you're playing, like, a slower-paced game... Tetris would be god-awful to play with lag. Oh, my God. 
Like you, you keep spinning it and you think you've spun it, but you spun it an extra two times. You just got to like- decide or as soon as you see the piece. It's just called being a good Tetris player, not a bad one. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Um, but yeah, like playing Forza, a driving game, like by the time you need to avoid a car, like you have put the input and you are already through the car before it registers the input. And like shooters, I tried playing um, the Halo Master Chief collection and oh my dear Lord, you cannot play a first or first person shooter with laggy controls. So. But yeah, so maybe just Sudoku. I, I'm excited for the future where, where cloud gaming works, but it seems minimum five years, probably 10 plus away is my yeah. my guess right now. Um, but who knows? Maybe maybe the Biden administration will pass a huge infrastructure bill that'll get good internet to everyone, and someone at Microsoft will figure out how to get that pipeline all nice and good so you don't have latency, and it'll be next year we'll all be playing xCloud and be like, ha ah, ha, Maxwell, you so dumb. You thought it was going to be five to ten years. But I want to be isn't there? I mean, it's not like a... It's not a bandwidth issue, right? It would just be a late. I doubt that you're transmitting like enough to consume your whole bandwidth of your connection, right? Well, am well I, am I- for for a lot of people, I mean, if you like, you can attest to getting like less than ten meg down. Um, sure, but I'm saying like when you're gaming, it's not the problem. Is not your download speed. The problem is just how literally how fast information can travel from point A to well, point the, B, or is that, that that's not the, the latency issue? Um, but, yeah, so how are they going to fix the latency issue? They need a new they need a new medium. Like fiber optic clearly can't handle it since you're on fiber optic and yeah, you're that, having that, latency that's issues. Yeah, that's the main the main issue is the latency, but I'm saying also like quality. Um like there there is bandwidth. Like a lot of people won't be able to go above 720p with the internet they have, which is fine, but if you're trying to replace a console that can play natively at 4K, like it's just not it's not a replacement yet. So I, I guess I'm thinking like to the future to re- actually replace a console. I think there needs to be more availability of high speed internet um, to everyone, especially in rural areas. But yeah, the latency issue, I don't know how the fuck you fix that. Yeah. I just think that the latency issue seems like something that is going to be harder to solve than the, Agreed. the bandwidth <laughs> issue. You know, we can lay more fiber if we really, you know, Biden's like, we need cloud gaming at every single fucking household. We're laying fiber <laughs> bitches. Like, all right, sure. That could happen. But yeah, uh, Microsoft yeah. would like have to. Well, that would be interesting if they like turned their Xbox consoles into a server network. Um, so you just have like random instances of like Tetris just running on random Xboxes all the <laughs> way around the country <laughs> that like you're not even playing it. Yeah. And then you would have to like they would, would like Xbox like or Microsoft pay you to leave your Xbox always on. And who wants to run their Xbox 24 <laughs> seven? I, I could see them doing it where you like, like now there is no longer a cost to either join Xbox Live or X um, cloud or whatever. But the cost is you offering your up your yeah, yeah. <laughs> or whatever using it. That, I don't know how they solve it. Obviously, we don't work for Microsoft. We don't know shit. I mean, Oliver knows plenty about IT, but I don't know. It, I, you either need more server locations closer to people, right? Like you can't just have I'm still connecting to Chicago when I'm playing League of Legends, right? <laughs> like I can't be connecting to fucking Chicago if I'm playing, you know, cloud gaming. Especially, I mean, Northern Virginia, you're in like. IT hub there's to- there's like a trillion so like cloud 
AWS has like a half of their shit there, I'm pretty sure, if not more. Yeah, like, it's like the fiber capital of the country is Northern Virginia. Like, yeah, it's just fiber nation. So if, it, if, it doesn't, if it doesn't work there, it's a. Uh, That's what I'm saying. Bad. It's I, I I still have to say Stadia is by far the best iteration. And granted, they're really the only people that are in full release. XCloud kind of is. Um, I had the beta for a long time and they just like officially rolled like browser support out to a lot of people. I don't know if they still consider it beta or not. Um, and NVIDIA, the, the GeForce now um, left, like I'm still one of the like founder members and they, they went to like a full release. But Stadia to me is really the only one that's like a true full release. So as much shit as Stadia got, it's the best implementation of cloud gaming by far. Um, yeah. And it was actually semi-playable. Um, so I, I will give Stadia some props. You know, if you follow Maxwell Lewis Gaming, you'll get a full <laughs> review on cloud gaming about two years from now. I know. I, I haven't done. even uploaded a video on Maxwell Lewis Gaming in a while. I just have not had a chance to. But You've been busy. I mean, with doing the, the night schooling life or whatever you, you want to call it, I, I, I'm not envious of your schedule. Yeah, it's fun. Especially, I don't know, especially with a little sweetie. I mean, you got a lot. You got a lot of balance there. I do, and like it, then when I do have free time, I want to play games without thinking about creating content. Um, which is why yeah. I think I want to switch to a structure of doing like my reviews of games, like capturing footage while I'm playing it and then talking about it afterwards. I'm going to move away from the like, let's play. I'm not that interesting to watch playing a game anyway, but this is both video yeah, games. This isn't Maxwell Lewis gaming. So, um, but it, if you're, if you are a fan of Maxwell Lewis gaming, it, know that those changes are coming. So I liked your Ori review and I have recently beaten Hades. So, mm. And I, I did beat it as my criterion was. I beat it in a reasonable clip, which means I will be playing both Ori 1 and Ori 2 because I don't remember their names other than that there's a first one and a second one. Blind Forest and Will of the Wisps. Okay, I knew Will of the Wisps was too. I forgot what the first one was called. But Blind Forest is 20 bucks, dude. I mean, I'm not, I'm not made of dollars over here. So I'm going to buy number one because it's only five bucks right now. I probably missed the summer sale. I bet you it was like five bucks on the summer sale, if not cheaper. Probably. Yeah, I fucked up big time. <laughs> Let's be honest. I'm just going to buy buy it full price. It's not going to go on sale for a long time. But So either way, hope you're excited. I'm very excited. But uh, yeah, so I, I guess, it, did, do we just get into the, the... We can get into it. Giggity games. I don't think I have any tech news. Well, actually, okay, I got a little league news. I guess that's close enough to tech news. We'll just stick with it. It's, we um, should just call it news. I don't know why we bother putting any kind of qualifier. I like it. tech news. I just like tech news. It's yeah. it's a it's a fun sounding section. But either way, so <laughs> you know, esports is related to tech. So we're going to esports tech news, the subcategory within. There we go. Um, one of the NA teams, uh, Counter Logic Gaming, aka CLG, decided to tweet this great behind the scenes look so that they could they wanted to provide more transparency to the viewers <laughs> essentially the video was just like hey guys you're like brothers to me but you really fucking suck so we're probably gonna bench all of you <laughs> and all of twitter blew up and immediately was just like you are literally just like 
ruining these players careers right now by posting this essentially and like the bad press and publicity that all these people are getting so they've they like pulled down the video within two hours but obviously it's the internet so like if you go on league twitter at all i mean the video is just fucking everywhere i do not know why they decided to post it i mean a lot of people have been talking about how clg should get relegated and just be removed as a team entirely from na just because of how bad they are like give the slot to someone else who clearly can manage the team better also, the person that they're using, apparently their GM came from the Smash community and was like a mediocre pro player at best and then turns commentator, then turned GM for a league team. So, I mean, I'm you not just- saying there's not much parallel between Smash and League, but there's not much parallel between Smash and League. I mean, you compete. I guess that's a, that's a good that's a good little. Yeah, I mean, right you're Smash, you're Ultimate, basically the same. Yeah, you're good. So, yeah, either way, I just I've never seen such a ridiculous like I think if you're going to say to people that essentially they're going to lose their jobs, you probably shouldn't do that as a public announcement like that. That's pretty much like human being 101. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Trump made a meme out of it after saying you get fired, but like no one even liked that show in the first place. So or sorry, you're fired. Not you get you get a fired. so, yeah. Also, Adam asked about my thoughts on Hades. I don't know if we want to talk. Are you going to play Hades? Uh, no. No, you're not going to play Hades. I guess, well, I can talk about how far are we into the Poco right now? Oh, we're about 36 minutes. <laughs> okay, we'll go over games. I'll talk about Hades next time, because I'm probably going to play a little more anyways. So it's good enough to say I'm going to play a little bit more. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, I think holding it off for later all right so what are the games this week maxwell well i believe it's i know your go and i know as well but if, well do you want me to say your games that'd be great uh legend <laughs> of princess peach okay ocarina versus of the weather god of war versus god of war baby yeah because i remember this matchup now oh so you didn't actually know i thought i thought you actually knew <laughs> No, I forgot to look, but I'm streaming my entire desktop display on Twitch, so I didn't really want to like go perooting through my 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 G drive, if you will, because um, I was lazy and I should have just shared shared my web application. But whatever, it's not a big deal. <laughs> um. Okay, so we, when Maxwell and I were doing our little restructure, I just thought that these are both relatively. I mean. Ocarina of Time is the closest thing you're going to get to a fucking open world game on the Nintendo 64. I mean, the whole genre as an entirety didn't really, well, it just didn't fucking exist. I can't even think of what my first, what was your first experience with an open world game? I think mine would be Fallout 3 or uh, probably Oblivion. I think I played, what, the Elder Scrolls 4 is Oblivion, right? I think I played Oblivion first. Um, gosh, that that's hard. I if you count Dynasty Warriors, uh, ooh, I mean that's kind of that's like, but I I feel like it's a little too far removed because Dynasty Warriors you don't have the RPG aspect, which I think is really critical to a lot of open worlds, right? To like some level of degree of role playing. Uh, Simpsons Hit and Run. Simpsons Hit and Run. I don't. I don't. I need to watch gameplay. That sounds. Like the stupidest game ever. Was it's it good? Fantastic. Um, 
It's really good. Uh, is it actually? I can't tell if you're serious. It, it is. It's a lot of fun. Okay. Yeah, no, it's super fun. Um, gosh, I'm trying to think. Like, yeah, because my main PS1 games were like Gran Turismo and Spyro. Those aren't open world. Um, I just don't think it was until the PS3, Xbox 360 gen that I can think. I can't think of anything before that gen. Yeah, I'm just trying to like run through a list. And, like most of my childhood, like growing up, I was just playing mostly racing games. Um, so I guess Midnight Club was open world uh, racing, but yeah, it's not. That's not like what you think of when Same. you're thinking of open world. Um, yeah, so I would say honestly, probably Far Cry and uh, Far Cry Four. Yeah, the for worst me. of the two Far Cry. I technically I played Far Cry Three first, but it was like when you're playing with friends and you're like just trying to go smash a sure, an outpost. Yeah. But Far Cry Four was my first. Because that was the first game I got on the PS4 when I got it. I, as I've said many times, I skipped the entire generation of the PS3 and Xbox 360. Um, so people being like, what? Uh, that that was your first open world game? Like, yes. Sorry. <laughs> well, yeah. So either way, point, point being, it's the closest, I think, well, definitely the closest comparison I got on my top eight. But um, <laughs> Long tangent there, for sure. Yeah, very long tangent. But I was just, I was really trying to think of when the first open world game or like what the first one i can think of is you know because it is obviously now it's like the omniprevalent genre that like every single series is just like oh god of war three linear game how are we gonna reboot this series make it open world oh we haven't had a legend of zelda game in a long time how should we put this series back on the map mm, open world hear me out halo <laughs> um, haven't had one in a while how are we gonna do it in infinite open world baby is it actually gonna be open world yeah it's gonna i think it's gonna be i i don't know what their definition of open world is like can you explore the entire halo i don't know but it's definitely gonna be for sure like last of us part two that first uh city i I don't remember if it was it's gotta be seattle right but like when you first go there it's like super open um (laughs) uh that uh Maxwell's dying at least that level of open my goodness yeah i am dying starbucks trying to kill me i think they poisoned my uh cold beverage (laughs) with delicious cold brew hell yeah all right um okay but either way back to the comparison long enough tangent that's interesting to know about Halo. I'm excited to, to see how that one pans out. I'm actually pretty excited for this most recent Halo, and I haven't been excited for a Halo for a while. So that's 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 fun. That's fun information. <laughs> it's so fun. <sighs> so fun. Okay, so pretty much my here's my. I'm just gonna put out my big glaring issues with both of these games, at least my relationship with these games, and then I'm gonna be really confused on which one to pick. So, God of War. A great game. We've talked about it a million times. Very enjoyable to play through. I mean, other than the 18 hours of boy bitching to me the entire time he's in that fucking boat when we're walking around and not listening to anything that I tell him to do when it's a game and all I need you to do is shoot your boat. That's it. Oh, that's one thing. <laughs> um, but that's not the issue I was talking about or wanted to talk about. I have feel like God of War, I don't know how other like this gen or this last couple year open world games, you know, it, it is my amazement with just the 
greatness of God of War? Is it just the technology just got in there, right? Like if I played Ocarina of Time or not oh God, Breath of the Wild all the way through, would I be having like a similar reaction, right? Like, is it just open world games are there? Um, or is it a legitimate like fucking goatee tier game? I don't I don't know. I haven't played many open world games. So that's my big that's my big concern about pushing God of War on, right? I feel like I don't have enough data to support my argument. And, and it's fresh for you. I, I know you like to let games sit. I like to, I like that I like them to age. Yeah. yeah, like a fine wine. So since I since I haven't played many I just need more data. I need to also play Breath of the Wild so I stop getting violently shat on by people who like stand that game really hard. Um since we're tangenting a lot i do want to throw it out there um every time i tell people that i have not watched the mandalorian uh they file a petition with uh the fbi and the cia um for treason and crimes against humanity um because apparently that's the the biggest uh, travesty in the world is the fact that I haven't watched that. So I I understand getting absolutely shat on, especially since yeah, I, I shit on YouTube. But yeah, that's the but that's like the Mandalorian is just like it's it's a chilled out version of what Game of Thrones was when Game of Thrones. Like there's always going to be some cult show that like people are just going to just berate you if you don't watch. And like, my God, I'm sorry for like living my life in the order that I do. <laughs> Not actually, you know, like, fuck, yeah. it, oh, fuck you, especially when you when people act like that it like desensitizes me right i'm like if you're gonna be a dick well well now people who watch it (laughs) people who watch game of thrones are clearly assholes so i'm not an asshole so i shouldn't watch it uh i don't know why i move so much when i call (laughs) people assholes but um so yeah either way since we are tangent is a card ocarina of time my problem with ocarina of time one word one word maxwell already knows what the word is it's nostalgia (laughs) It's the only reason I have so many fucking 64 games on this list. It's because it was like my first time playing games, right? So everything seems amazing. And I've had however many, like 15 plus years to simmer on these bad boys. I mean, I've been like, man, this is a great game for a long time. I've been telling myself how good Oot is. Um, Well, wait, Ocarina of Time is like 25 years old. I'm saying from when I played it. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Which is still probably longer than 15, but... I honestly don't even know how old I was when I played it for the first time. So I know an absolute crime against humanity. (laughs) (laughs) Call the FBI. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, those. If I'm being really honest, I would say that out of the top eight, these two are feeling like some weaker contenders in my top eight for both of those reasons. I just feel like I got I got other spanky boys. I know I've been really thinking about what is going to win. And obviously, I'm starting to develop some more concrete thoughts that will hopefully withhold my feelings of regret after every single decision I make. So either way, I would say that these are lower top eight tier. If I am thinking about the fucking last fight with Balder (laughs) and how badass that is really makes me want to pick God of War. I'm not going to lie. I don't know. What do you what do you think? I know you think I should pick Ocarina of Time. I have decided Ocarina of Time. That is my final answer. Uh, what's the reasoning? Since I I didn't get the luxury of of hearing the reasons. Okay, I need more time. With, I need more data on what twenty eighteen ish era open world games are like. I think that's a big one. Okay. Um. And 
actually that's 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 most of it i think the the bosses and the uniqueness like the whole experience of playing ocarina of time felt like you know again early in gaming right but seeing lots of things that i just hadn't seen at all in gaming at that point right like exciting fantasy world exciting bosses i really liked a lot of their dungeons um and a lot of it is still very memorable after a very long time where a lot of god of war i mean i'm not saying it wasn't novel it just felt less novel in a lot of regards i mean the coolest thing or like the most exciting thing that I feel like they did that I hadn't seen other games do was again just the fight with Baldur with like the world serpent like the juxtaposition of like scopes and that whole scene um, yes was just like that that was fucking crazy I mean the world serpent as a whole like addition to the game period I think was really great and again just like another just like I just don't see games that work on that variety of scope of size um, essentially ever so I think that made that part really cool and obviously the story of god of war is much better than ocarina of time but uh spicy because not that spicy of a take (laughs) (laughs) really not at all when you boot up legend of zelda game there's nothing other than ganondorf on your mind and that's the end of the story it's like mario Um, but just slightly different exactly um almost almost like they're both on nintendo um but so um so yeah i th- I think those are those are big reasons i think i do need to like out of war summer i don't know though like there's lots of really good things the best parts about god of war were again probably the world serpent and then the end game content but a lot of the like in universe like going through the normal story part like gameplay wise i don't think was that crazy by any stretch of the imagination um the story i think is definitely a highlight as well but there are like very key moments in god of war that i feel like make it stand out well where i thought ocarina is probably a little more solid all the way through Hmm. and again until i know more about how other open world games are like if there's shit like niflheim in every single open world game that came out in 2018 ish era right then i'm way less impressed with niflheim existing period because that was like a big, you know, I was like, man, if Lime's dope, I haven't had in-game content like this in a long time. So just knowing what people are implementing, I think, is a, is a big factor. Obviously, I enjoyed it a lot. It was a fun play. But that's that's my that's my that's my that's my piece. So check back to the Mo Video Games podcast two to three years from now when Oliver determines God of War is the greatest game of all time. It's even unlikely, but we can we can say that if you want. Um, OK. Uh, so this week I talk about, uh, the Elder Scrolls V Skyrim and the game we've never talked about on the Mo Video Games podcast, God of War. Wait, actually, we both, <laughs> yeah. we both had forts, uh, actually our forts were two different weeks. Our forts yeah, were offset. It was a couple, back. it was a while ago that we had the, the that's why MH Book Lover thinks we love forts so much is because we're just always freaking talking about it. We are always kind of fucking talking about that shit. Wait, when are you talking about Ori? Have you talked about Ori yet? No, Ori got added to. Well, I think I've already advanced Ori in the list. Um, so I think I talked about Ori once, and I, I probably didn't talk super in depth about it because I was like, "Hey, you should go over to Maxwell Lewis Gaming and see my full thoughts on the game." Um, <laughs> but it is true, it is still in the running. It has made it to the final four, so. My... I am honestly a little shooketh how quickly that game has made it to the final four in your heart. 
Especially because you like to let games ruminate, so it's antithetical to the Oliver being is how quickly it <laughs> accelerated. I am just saying you like you don't even know what the skate the the scope of games, and you have you haven't even played Hollow Knight. <laughs> <laughs> it could change, <laughs> but this is this is current state. This is what I think now. It is a very is is very fair, and I am very excited to play it since you review it so highly. Yeah, so I'm sure it's going to be my number one game once I'm done with it. (laughs) I I don't anticipate that, but I am excited to hear your thoughts. I as we've discussed, I think both of us are going to think I'm going to think Ori's better than Hollow Knight. You're going to think Hollow Knight's better than Ori. But I think we're both going to love both games, and that's what I'm excited about is just getting your thoughts on it. So, well, I hope you're right because if I don't love this game, then I'm going to be pissed (laughs) that I made it to your top four. So, but so review my my top four right now. Ori and the Will of the Wisps will be going up against Forza Horizon Four, and then um, I have The Last of Us Part Two versus either God of War or The Elder Scrolls Five Skyrim. So okay, well I'm saying this matchup I think will be spicy. No way, God of War is not winning. I'm just gonna throw that out there. <laughs> it's so, spicy on, because so it is God. not spicy, is what you're saying. <laughs> no, I'm saying, but God of the War versus Last of Us Part Two, I think, will be spicy. I I think that <laughs> I Adam, like how you've just eliminated Skyrim, but continue. Yeah, fuck Skyrim. Um, <laughs> I think Adam overestimates how much you like Last of Us Part Two, but I'm also not you, so I could be very wrong on this. But I think that it is a much more spicy matchup. I think you. I'm just going to go out all all in on my predictions here. Uh, <laughs> I think you love story too much, even though you're a racing man at heart, a tried and true racing man. I think you're just love for story and how much Ori just shells shocked your face and a half. I think that's going to be dubbing out. I think Forza is ending up in the top four and no higher. <laughs> and then the last matchup. Yeah, I have no fucking idea there. So I. I. I know what will advance to the final two. And I think I know what wins overall. I am. Yeah, I'm sweating. I I have not. So for those listening, I have not hinted at all to Oliver what what that will be. Um, So Oliver doesn't have any clue. I don't think the viewers do because there's definitely um, people on both sides of thinking I have very strong feelings for a lot of my games in the top four. So I, it you really could go anyway. so fervently about about all the games now. Like my, all of these are like, you're like, oh! My, my top four are easily the games that have had the biggest impact on me um, in pretty much every facet. I have like racing games are such a huge part of my life and Forza Horizon 4 is the best of those. Ori and the Will of the Wisps is probably the best gameplay I've ever had in the game. Um, the Last of Us Part Two is one of the most shocking games I have ever played. And God of War um, has a fantastic story and gameplay combination with finally going through and doing the endgame content. Um, some some of the like boss type stuff that I haven't had before. So all of them are kind of like the best versions of some of my favorite aspects of gaming. So it really could go any possible way. And I am very excited for people to find out. You remember when you made that horrible joke? It was like Forza Horizon 4 was going against some shit like Midnight Dub Edition Remix 2. And you were like, I don't know who's going to win. What a dumb joke, dude. Forza is a, <laughs> a dumb joke. <laughs> 
Well, Max already knows knows who I'm pretty pretty sure is slated to be the dubber. I'm not really seeing much competition at this point for it, as I'm really trying to balance out my worldview here. And and unfortunately, because I I do have a pretty good idea of who you're going to pick, I can't really speculate. Um, yeah, without exactly. giving I, ru- I ruined that part for you, so I'm sorry, viewers. I know you like the speculation. Um, spec news. <laughs> spec news. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I guess if it, if it hasn't been made clear, God of War beats Skyrim. Um, I guess if I'm going to throw some reasons out there, it's because God of War is better and Skyrim just isn't. So, <laughs> uh, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a hard competition there. I mean, God of War is far newer, looks better, plays a lot tighter because you're, it's not an RPG. Uh, the story can go a lot more in depth. You're playing as a character and they're telling you that story. Whereas an RPG, you're trying to make your own story, um, which can be really compelling. And there's a lot of aspects of an RPG that can be really cool. And I think there's kind of the sandbox elements of Skyrim and all the mod support that it has and all of the like additional like user created DLC and options. Like Skyrim is kind of like the the never ending it's it's gta but rpg fantasy like you can just do whatever you want there's endless content um and it's a lot of fun like i don't think it's hard to get tired of skyrim as long as you don't play the main story (laughs) and that's probably skyrim 100 agree yeah i I think that the biggest downfall of skyrim is that the main story is just it's it's meh like I'm, I, I haven't even completed it, so I can't say it's bad. But it's just every time I try to go back to it, it just doesn't grip me. It doesn't bring me back in. Um, and I think that's a big knock. As as great as everything else is about it, the game at its core kind of stinks. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I just don't get. I I don't get people who have like played through and beaten the story multiple times. I'm I'm with you. I can't if I boot up Skyrim, man. As soon as I get to White Run, no, I'm running. I'm White running into dungeons and White <laughs> running doing them. I'm not White running through the story. Like, I just yeah. can't. There, it is just something about how little I fucking care about that fucking king and amulet and all that dumb bullshit. Actually, no, that's Oblivion story. That's how little <laughs> I care about Skyrim. <laughs> I'm trying to remember what that guy's name is, but yeah, it's just like I have zero desire. Because the gameplay itself is so fun. Yeah. But it's like, I would much rather do, like, you know, the um, the Killer Clan. I forgot. The Mages Guild. What? Dark Brotherhood? I think that's, yeah, that's yeah, what the other Thieves one's called. Guild. The Thieves Guild. And some of the DLC, the like clan. being a vampire and a werewolf and stuff like that is really fun. Like, being a werewolf is so freaking fun. You just freaking turn into a werewolf and just start slashing the shit out of people like god that feels good you don't get to do that in other games um yeah and so in some ways that's a testament to how strong the side quests are in the game and the dlc like it's like the main story is probably decently solid but the side quests and everything else are so good that it just pales in comparison that it why waste your time with the main story and there's definitely plenty of people who are probably like oh the main story is great what do you mean waste your time but for me that it's it's not consistent and that some of that's a product of it being like this huge sandbox rpg like it's just not going to be 100 percent solid all the way through like a perfectly tight controlled story that god of war is um, but that's what i as a gamer resonate with um so that's a big reason why god of war wins for me so 
Skyrim is epic, did a lot. It has a lot of cool stuff, so don't want to shit on it too hard. But for me as a gamer, um, God of War delivered story and gameplay in a really tight fashion. Um, so that that's why it wins for me. So my my final two matchups um, before the final matchup, <laughs> so the, the final two penultimate matchups are God of War versus The Last of Us Part Two. Spicy, spicy. Um, and that one is spicy. It, it's a, it, it's incredibly spicy. Um, I yeah, I I'm very excited for people to see what I pick uh, with that one because because as I said, like there's there's plenty of people who I've been hearing about how much you love Tlu P two, if if you will. I do. But I mean, living in relatively close proximity to you for a long time, I mean the amount that I personally. <laughs> As one of your closest friends, I've had to listen to about fucking God of War, my God, <laughs> until I played that game. Like, Maxwell would not sleep well at night until that game was beaten by me. It's true. Um, but to be fair, uh, God of War is older than The Last of Us Part Two, and you didn't play it for a very long time, but you did play The Last of Us Part Two right away. So you would I have learned heard my a lesson lot from God of War. I learned my lesson <laughs> yeah. real quick. But what I'm saying is, I mean, the like availability bias or like whatever bias you want to throw in there. I, I agree with that. I, I think that that is very fair. But it, God of War is pretty banger. So, yeah, that, that one's going to be interesting. And then uh, Ori in the World of Wisps versus Force Horizon 4, I think, is also going to be kind of interesting. Um, I think that one's an easy dub. I I can't believe I'm saying it, but I just think it's such an easy dub for Ori. I'm excited to see if Forza comes out on top. I'm gonna be sprinting to the bathroom because I don't want to soil my underwear. Um. So I guess uh, if you're listening, uh, leave your predictions both for Oliver's games and my games. Oh yeah. What's what are my matchups? Uh, I got Ocarina of Time versus D- Dark Souls Two. No. You eliminated Dark Souls too because it went up against Halo. Oh, Knight. that was going to HK. Okay, uh, well, I can't even remember what games uh, I picked. I I think I moved Halo Two on, right? I'm what? trying to remember. I'm trying to visualize my bracket. Halo Two is in the top right matchup, and I forgot what it went against. Yeah, hold on. I'm, I'm looking it up real fast. Real. And spady. then it's Metroid per- Metroid Prime versus Hollow Knight. So I think it's U versus H Two. It's it's Me- Metroid things. Prime versus Ocarina of Time. And Oh, the left side goes I don't know why I thought the bottom two went against each other. <laughs> yeah, and then I'm Hollow done. Knight versus Halo 2. So, in the comments, let work. us know for Oliver if you think Halo 2 or Hollow Knight will win and then Metroid Prime or Ocarina of Time and then for Maxwell if you think God of War or The Last of Us Part 2 will win I know uh, what Adam is going to say for sure um, and then if Ori and the Will of the Wisp or Forza Horizon 4 let us know what you Adam. think and get hyped semifinals coming at you real soon um, third or finals complete yeah we're almost to the end here man it's been over a year of this podcast to get through our top 50 games but it's getting spicy at the top Carolina Reaper territory, man. I know I'm excited. That's all I got to say, baby. (laughs) (laughs) 
I'm excited too. I've learned a lot about myself as a gamer. I've learned a lot about games going through this process. I mean, just going through this whole process and talking about games and the development process and how some of these games came about. Because um, early on, the like first iterations we were going through this game, if you're new to the podcast, we went into a lot of detail with the development cycle, um, the, the types of games they are, um, did a lot more detail. And now that we've kind of gone through that, it's a little bit higher level. But I think I, I've learned a lot about myself as a gamer in games. So it's been been fun i'm excited to, to finish it off on spicy notes i've only learned flaws about myself as a gamer i learned nothing <laughs> positive i've only learned all the terrible things that i do in terms of my relationship with games so or not do just the opinions that i hold so yeah but you're I challenging them which means you're growing it's a, it's a beautiful I've, thing i've tempered the irons in the fire it just took a whole you know top 50 bracket to really <laughs> You know, level out the old, level out the old noggin there. Uh, noggin, noggin. So we juice it. I, I think, yeah. So I guess thank you guys uh, for listening. Whether it, we we might be getting an actual official Twitch up, um, so get someday get get ready for that potentially. Um, YouTube podcast services, uh, leave comments. We got Instagram, all that kind of fun stuff. We'll have this, uh, links in the description below for those couple of forts of videos we talked about at the beginning of today's podcast. So make sure you check us out on YouTube to get that information. Uh, but otherwise, yeah, that's all we got for you guys. Juicy. Juicy. And that'll do it for this week's episode of the Mo Video Games Podcast. Turns out that the God of War is not the God of all, but the God of some. Not really too surprising that Skyrim get knocked out, because honestly, who actually enjoyed playing that game? I mean, the answer is no one. No one enjoyed that game. But Ocarina of Time, that's a fantastic one that everyone loves. So thank you so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed the episode. As always, have a great week. Have a great life. And uh, pet, pet an animal. Be, be happy. Juicy.